Dan, so glad we were able to meet today. Thanks for coming over. Whoa, what's that? Pretty awesome, right? It's my new FlexiSpot E7 Pro Plus standing desk. Goes from sitting to standing with the push of a button. You know, I've been thinking about getting a desk like that. I have back pain from being in a chair all day, but I feel like they're either cheap and flimsy or crazy expensive. That's why I went with FlexiSpot. This desk is super sturdy, but totally affordable. The base is made of automotive-grade carbon steel. Sit on it. Okay. Hey, this is cool. All right, I want in on one of these. Where do I find FlexiSpot? Just go to their website, FlexiSpot.com. And go right now because they're giving an extra $80 off their already low prices. Go to FlexiSpot.com and use code 80OFF to get an extra $80 off the E7 Pro Plus standing desk. Backed by an industry-leading 15-year warranty. Don't wait. This special offer will not last long. Go to FlexiSpot.com and use code 80OFF. That's F-L-E-X-I-S-P-O-T.com. Go to FlexiSpot.com now. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Cena Evil here. Let's get right down to it. AW Dark Elevation starts with Lance Archer defeating Chase Oliver very quickly with the blackout, and then he cuts a quick promo after on Hangman Page. Brandy Rhodes keeps stacking up those wins as she defeats Kylan King. She actually came out with Arn Anderson to coach her ringside. Uh, Kylan definitely hung in there, made us a competitive match, but Brandy gets to win with her submission move that she calls the Stretch Marks. Jay Lethal defeated Casey Carrington easily with the Lethal Injection. Anna Jay defeated Nikki Victory in about a minute with the Queen Slayer. We get a six-man match here with Dante Martin, Lee Moriarty, and Matt Seidel defeating the Factories, QT Marshall, Aaron Solo, and Nick Camarado. Anthony Gogo actually kept getting involved in this match, and he ends up getting ejected. Uh, it's actually a really fun match. Everybody gets their moves in, but Martin gets the pin on Solo after hitting the nosedive. Thunder Rosa and Ruby Soho defeated Jocelyn Navarro and Megan Myers. Easily with Rosa pinning Myers after the Thunder Driver. And after the match, Mercedes Martinez comes out and stares down Rosa, but Ruby is able to hold her back. And the final match here was Penta El Zero Miedo defeated Sir Pentacle with the Fear Factor. And a nice showing from Penta. We go to Tuesday's AEW Dark. Starts with Anthony Agogo defeated Marcus Cross. These matches are, by the way, from the Universal Studios tapings. Before the match gets started, Agogo cuts a promo saying that how he used to be a big deal. Uh, he even knocked out Cody. He left for a while, but when he came back, people didn't give him the red carpet return treatment. They stopped caring about him. And they forgot about him over guys like CM Punk and Adam Cole. And then he looks at Cross and says, this is not Adam Cole. Uh, then he knocks out Cross with a pop-up punch as a referee counts him out for the win for Ogogo. 
Penelope Ford defeated the Helica Risk, making her tap out to her version of the Muda Lock. QT Marshall defeated Toa Leona with a counter into the Diamond Cutter. 2.0 defeated the team of Ish and Kid Bandit very quickly with Jeff Parker pinning Bandit after they hit two for the show. Lance Archer defeated Jordan Costa, destroyed him. I should say, as he wins with the EBD Claw. We get a promo backstage from Fuego Del Sol. He's a real passionate promo, talking about his upcoming match next week against Serpentico. Marina Shafir defeated Rick Tahaka. Uh, Tahaka gave it to Shafir here. She hung in there, but Shafir was able to trap Tahaka in this, like, crazy-looking submission move to submit her. Nick Camarado and Aaron Solo defeated Cameron Stewart and Dante Casanova. Solo gets the pin on Casanova after a backbreaker top rope double stomp combo from the factory. Tony Nese defeated Zach Clayton with a running knee strike in the corner. Kara Hogan defeated Maserati. Maserati is making her debut, but she's appeared before in Ring of Honor, Impact, and GCW. Hogan finishes her off with a roundhouse kick for the pin. Allen Five Angels and Ten of the Dark Order defeated Aria Davari and Invictus Catch. This match actually went a little bit longer than I expected, almost eight minutes here. But Ten is make is uh makes Cash tap out to the full Nelson. After the match, Tony Schiavone was trying to interview Ten and Angels, but QT Marshall interrupts them and comes to the ring with Solo and Camarado and tells them that they are the horse's ass of the Dark Order since Hangman Page is there. But there's still a future for them and says that they can still join the factory, but instead of joining, they put their middle fingers up so the factory go and attack Ten and Angels. Dante Martin and Matt Seidel defeated Bear Country. This match was pretty fun and fast. Uh, the audience was really getting into it, chanting for all types of stuff here, but Martin gets the pin on Bear Bronson after the nosedive. In the main event, Lee Moriarty defeated Joey Janela with a European clutch pin after the match Moriarty cuts a promo saying that he was called the future of AEW but he can't wait for the future he needs to do it now and he's here to take over right now NXT UK has D Familia defeating Gallus with Charlie Dempson Dempsey making Wolfgang submit with an STF. Ginny defeated the male by pinning her with her legs on the ropes, so this storyline continues. And then backstage D Familia interrupts Nathan Frazier to get into a little altercation with him telling them to leave. The main event here was for the NXT UK title, an empty arena match as Ia Dragunov defeated Jordan Devlin. This is a false count anywhere, so the match was wild as expected, weapons being involved. Dragunov tosses Devlin into all the chairs in the crowd, uh, weapons in and out of the ring, going through tables, jumping off equipment. The ending was Dragunov was unable to do the torpedo mask aisle, so Devlin zip ties Dragunov's hands and hits him with a couple chair shots, but Dragunov comes back and hits a torpedo mask aisle while jumping off of the steel steps that were in the ring for the win with his hands still tied. Pretty good match here. Impact Wrestling. On um, Before the Impact, Laredo Kid defeated Blake Christian with a Spanish Fly. Uh, really good match here. They're gonna actually going to have a rematch in the upcoming episode of GCW. Matthew Raywall is introduced as being Tom Halifin's new commentary partner, replacing D'Lo Brown, who got taken out a couple weeks ago by Honor No More. So I'm not sure if this is a permanent replacement, but it sure sounded like it by his introduction. Jake Something defeated Chris Bay in a fun opener, catching Bay off the top rope into the Black Hole Slam. And after the match, G.O.D. Gorillas of Destiny for New Japan Pro Wrestling, Bullet Club, Tamatanga, and Tangaloa will come out and attack something. Uh, Speedball Mike Bailey comes out to try to fight them off, but he gets attacked from behind by the returning Jay White. So it looks like the Bullet Club, this four-man team here, is in Impact Wrestling. Honor No More try to enter the arena, but Rhino, Josh Alexander, Rich Swan, Chris Saban, and Eddie Edwards are in the ring ready to stop them. As Rhino says, they want to come into the ring looking for a fight. They have to go through them and tell security to let them through. But Scott Demore comes out and tells Honor No More that they don't represent Ring of Honor and calls them pieces of shit carnies. Maria Canellis gets on the mic and says that she doesn't have to play by Scott's rules and just wants an opportunity, so Scott makes a match for Honor No More versus Impact and No Surrender, and if Honor No More wins, they stay, but if they lose, they have to leave. Saban wants a match now, and, ag- and PCO agrees for tonight. Caleb with a K is backstage and says that he wants to win the Knockouts Tag Titles tonight, but Madison Rain says that it's not a title match, and it's just to scout them before the actual match and No Surrender. 
uh, and tells Caleb to just not screw it up, as uh, Tennille Dashwood is not here on today's show. Scott Demore shows Anna No More their room, which looks like a cr- which looks like crap to them, basically, instead of a regular locker room. Carrie Silken walks in and, and is confused on what Anna No More is doing here, and he gets into a little verbal argument with Matt Taven and says that um, who Matt Taven says he's glad that he killed Ring of Honor, and then Silken says that he never even had Ring of Honor. The inspiration defeated Madison Raid and Caleb with a K. Uh, Casey Lee pins Caleb with a sunset flip. Jake Something was backstage thanking Speedball Mike Bailey, Ace Austin, and Mad Men Fulton interrupt and says that they're going to help them out uh, against the Bullet Club, but they're a little busy. And uh, they would love to help them out, but it's up to management. So Gil King comes in and loves this idea and makes the match next week with these four men versus the Bullet Club. We get another promo for the quintessential Diva, this time confirming that it is Giselle Shaw and she is coming soon. Uh, the Good Brothers are backstage asking Violet by Design for some help against the Bullet Club, and Violet by Design agree. We go into the ring where Gil Kim introduces Mickey James. This is uh, before the Royal Rumble, obviously. So this is like a state of the knockouts division address, and uh, James hypes up the division and points out all the champions and the rest of the roster, including Deanna and Perrazzo, calling her the third best wrestler in knockouts history after Gil Kim and herself. Deanna calls us a waste of time and leaves. Mickey continues says that she is honored to be a world champion from another promotion appearing in the Royal Rumble and making history. Um, and she, after she wins, spoiler alert, she doesn't. She wants champion versus champion at WrestleMania. Chelsea Green interrupts and says that it won't be if, but uh, Mickey wins. But when? And when she does, she wants a title shot. Tasha Steeles interrupts and says that Chelsea won't get the title shot, but Tasha is winning the title at no surrender. And she attacks Mickey with the ultimate X. And Savannah Evans comes in the ring. They start brawling with Mickey and Chelsea. But Mickey and Chelsea knock them out to end the segment. Gia Miller's backstage trying to interview Steve Mackin, who's upset about losing to Jonathan Gresham and only lost because of the pure rules, he says. So Gresham comes in and challenges him to a non-title match next week under regular rules, and Macklin agrees. Jordan Grace is backstage, and she accepts to give Matt Cardona a digital media title match, and Cardona was the internet champion back when MySpace was still a thing. But once she beats Cardona, she asks him not to go cry on Live Journal. so her thing here is pretty much saying that Cardona is very old. W. Morrissey defeated the Learning Tree, uh, which was VSK, Zicky Dice, and a whole bunch of other guys. It ended up being a 9-on-1 handicap match. He destroys all of them and winning with a powerbomb from one student to the back of a Zicky Dice. Brian Myers, who was on commentary, runs in and tries to attack Morrissey, but Morrissey gets attacked from behind by Moose, and the entire Learning Tree joins in, but Morrissey fights them all off, but gets taken out by Moose with his lights-out spear. Raj Singh is backstage, saying that next week he'll introduce an Indian prospect named Bupinder Gujar, and John Schuyler interrupts him and tells him that he will fight this Bupinder Pender next week. Jonah defeated Johnny Swinger. Uh, Dan Lambert was actually seen in the crowd watching on as Jonah destroyed Swinger quickly with a top rope splash. And as Jonah was leaving, DK comes out and Black to Roos and Jonah have a bit of a stare down. In the main event, PCO defeated Chris Sabin. Uh, Anna No More and the Impact guys are all ringside as Eddie Edwards tripped up PCO and got himself, Alexander, Rhino, and Swan all ejected. PCO did a plenty of non-human stuff here. Sabin took out all the Anna No More guys outside, but as Maria distracts the referee, Mike Bennett takes Sabin off the top rope, ran into a full Nelson bomb by PCO for the win. Anna No More kept attacking Sabin until all the Impact guys come out, including Alexander, who puts Vince in an ankle lock till Anna No More pills him out of the ring. We go to NWA USA. Uh, the show starts with them announcing Tim Storm has suspended Kenzie Page due to her role with Natalia Markova from last week. Markova is with Raven and Markova talk crap about Page, and Raven talks crap about Storm. We have a NWA World Junior Heavyweight Title Tournament first round match as Darius Lockhart defeated Sal Renaro. Uh, Hawks Irie and Colby Carino were doing an interview segment that ended with George South attacking Carino with a chair, and the fixtures come out and brawl with Hawks Irie. And the main event here was Doug Williams and Nick Aldis, the British Invasion, defeated Strictly Businesses Tom Latimer and Chris Adonis with Aldis pinning. Latimer after Chaos Theory from Williams and a flying elbow drop from Aldis. NWA Power 54 had the Dirty Sexy Boys defeated Ill Begotten with 
Dirty Dango pitting Captain Yuma after the top rope leg drop. We have a heart-to-heart with Mae Valentine interviewing Kira Hogan. Kira Hogan t- pretty much talking that, it's been, uh, saying that it's been great that she's been able to face her idol Mickey James twice, but it has put a damper in her mentality that she hasn't been able to beat her, and she wants to stay focused on her future. We have a no disqualification match with Sion defeated Sal Renaro. Uh, Renaro comes out looking more distraught than usual. He's missing his shoe. His clothes are all messed up. Also, Idol comes out and actually encourages Sion to get up and win this match, and he does with a crossface by using a hammer on Sal's eye to get the win. We get a promo for this upcoming Team War, which is going to be 8 teams, 24 competitors, and $30,000 on the line. The teams being Strictly Business and El Brutal, La Rebellion and Homicide, The Fixers and Colby Carino, The OGK and Victor Benjamin, Idolmania Sports Management, The End and Rodney Mack, and Aaron Stevens, Kratos, and Judas, and Ill Begotten. We have a little bit of a uh, verbal exchange between Natalia Markova and Paola Blades, where Paola says that she's going to send Markova's cheap ass back to Russia, and she'll break her stupid face next time they fight. But Genocide is the one who accepts Markova's challenge instead. And the main event here for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, Trevor Murdoch defeated Mike Knox, a rematch from their last match at the pay-per-view. Uh, Matt Cardona was ringside, and he tried to interfere here, but Murdoch does get the win with a roll-up. Murdoch tried to chase Cardona, but gets taken out by Knox and Cardona, uh, and they beat him down by using the NWA title. 205 Live. Uh, the show starts with Nigel McGuinness introducing his new broadcast partner, Sudu Shah, who is replacing Vic Joseph. And I have to admit, for the first time ever hearing of this Sudu Shah, he actually did a pretty good job here on 205 Live. Has a real uh, good voice for commentary. The matches here were Josh Briggs defeated Damon Kemp with a lariat. Good showing from Kemp, though. Ulyssa Leone and Valentina Feroz defeated Amari Miller and Lash Legend. The story was that Miller and Legend couldn't get along the entire match, and they kept blind-tagging each other, which resulted in Leon rolling up Miller for the win. And Joe Gacy defeated Draco Anthony with a springboard lariat. Harlan was ringside. He showed a little bit of intimidation towards Anthony as well. New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong had Alex Zane defeated Arya Davari. The whole idea is Davari has stopped doing all his cheating. He's been trying to play it clean here. Uh, but after not getting the pin with the magic carpet, he tries to grab the ring bell. But he drops it, and he gets hit with the taco driver for uh, by Zane for the win. Alex Coughlin defeated J.R. Kratos with a German suplex. This is actually Alex's last match as a young lion. Um, and he had this challenge series called the Alex Coughlin Challenge Series, and it's the first match he actually won there. So he is officially not a l- young lion anymore. And the main event here was Jay White defeated Christopher Daniels' Daniels' New Japan Strong debut, and his first match in New Japan since 2018. The match went almost 20 minutes here, and the ending came with Jay White putting his knees up as Daniels tries his best moonsault ever, and then he follows it with the Blade Runner for the win. After the match, Jay White gets on the mic and says that AEW sent him a rookie like Christopher Daniels and tells him to send somebody truly good, and then he makes a baby reference, so obviously he's asking for Adam Cole, so it should be interesting if we see that match in the future. On WWE main event, LA Knight defeated Cedric Alexander with the BFT after Shelton Benjamin tried to interfere and fail, and T-Bar defeated Roderick Strong with the High Justice. This is actually the main event debut for both LA Knight and Roderick Strong. And the WWE Network editions of the week were ICW Fight Club and Progress Chapter 127, which is their first show with fans in attendance. And it should be noted that the Anthony Ogogo match, which actually happened on this show, was removed from the WWE Network as well as Peacock. That is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things. With a program that complements your regular recycling. Because plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping for. 
hard-to-recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag Program, happening in your neighborhood today. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.